0: We've got to talk about what it, What does it actually mean to be part of the body of Christ. And then I went back even further. What does it actually mean to be a disciple of Jesus? That's, that's what we are, right? The word methetos means a follower, somebody who, who follows. And if we look at our text today, if any would come after me. Right? If anybody would follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We throw around that word, you know, a lot. Like, I, I, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a disciple of Jesus. But what does that actually mean, to follow Jesus? And he says it here. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I want to go into a little bit more about what this means. Notice the words, come after me. That's what we do as as a disciple of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus. We follow where he goes. And, and, And we think about where he went. So his course was fixed on Jerusalem. It says that in in Luke 9, that his face was set for Jerusalem. He was setting his course towards the cross. He knew what was going to happen in Jerusalem. Towards his own death, for the sake of us, for the forgiveness of sins. That's where he was going. Are we willing to go where he goes? That's a big question. I mean, right, he went through Samaria. And, and it was a place that, that Jews in those days did not go. They didn't mingle with Samaritans. Their culture was different. They were opposed to each other. It was, it was like if a tried and true blue Aussie moving to, to Pyongyang, North Korea, right? This is where Jesus led. Are you willing to go? where he leads. A disciple is, is somebody who follows. And, 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 and following is an action. It, it's movement. It's going somewhere. Not just somebody who sits. And it's not somebody who sets the course for themselves. But they're willing to follow the course set before them. And we focus on, on that cross part a lot. But what about the follow me part? Luke 9 says this. As as they were going along the road, someone said to them, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as you, as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord. But let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Excuse me. In this, Jesus says we have to count the cost. It actually costs something. To follow Jesus. Because as we move forward, there are things that are left behind. And it's not easy. And, and Jesus says, look, if you're, if you're telling somebody about the gospel, you have to to allow them to, to, to count the cost. If you're gonna follow me, you have to count the cost. But we've gotten to this point. Where we see being a, a believer as, as a spectator thing. The, 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 the thing that defines us as a believer is that we go to church on a Sunday morning and, and we sit in a pew and we watch. But a follower isn't somebody who who simply sits. A follower moves. Where, where, where have we gotten into this? You know, there's there's two types of of sharing the gospel of evangelism out there. Well, there's many types, but but I'm I'm talking about these two how we first come to know Jesus. And one of the the modern ways of doing this is to sell Jesus with hype. Is to say what is in it for me? Try to to fill fulfill all the 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 wants and the desires of people and say, "Hey, you know what? If you come to Jesus, everything is going to be awesome." you're going to get prizes if you come to our event right and and if you come you come to jesus it's it's always going to be like that and 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 there's this this emotive call and 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 this experience and and we experience that and and we always want to have that mountaintop feeling we always want to have that that amazing um feeling that we got at that that first event where we might have come forward and raised our hand and and there were games and prizes and 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 music and and it was it was wonderful everything that our, our our worldly self loves and what happens is we create this culture that is always striving to receive Always striving to, to have that experience, to have that feeling, that emotion again. And then we come to to live our Christian life. And and we come to worship and, and we sit in worship and we say, you know, what am I getting out of this? As if I'm an audience member. An observer, but not as a follower. See, because we haven't counted the cost. We haven't realized that, that following Jesus is not about sitting in one place at a certain time and listening and receiving. It's about moving where he moved. What is God going to do for me while I sit here? That's often our, our, our attitude. What is God going to do for me while I sit here? I'm not, I'm not willing to move, but, but what is he sending my way? As opposed to this, you know, you look at Acts, the day of Pentecost. Peter preached to the people there. And what he preached was hard. What he preached was 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 a difficult message. He actually preached to them. And he said, you know what? You guys were the ones who put Jesus on the cross. You, you killed him. That's what he preached. It was a message that, that convicted them. And they, they were so convicted that they say, what shall I do? What should we do? It wasn't, it wasn't a, a message that convicted him and, and said, where shall we sit? It was a message that said, what shall we do? And he continued to preach. And he said, but you know what? He died for you. You put him on the cross, but he died for you. Paul, he preached to the, the people in Romans, Romans verse 5, and I, I bring this text up all the time, and I've, I've done it even today. Um, you know, he, he, Paul, when he preached, he didn't say, Oh, you know what? You're great. You're good. God owes you. He didn't get to that, that verse in that song and, and say, You know, why, why should I gain from his reward? Well, because I'm a great guy. No. He, like the author of that hymn said, I can't give an answer. In fact, Paul goes even further. He says, Of sinners, I am the worst. And yet, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. And so those people, they are the ones who worship, who, who have heard this message and been convicted, not out of getting something in return, but out of thanksgiving. They're those who, who are part of the church, not as an observer, but those who ask, like the people in in, in on the day of Pentecost, what must I do? As those in 1 Corinthians 12 who, who are there to build one another up, because of the gifts given to them by God's grace. They're they're, they're there to move because they have received, not because of what they will receive. Like Philippians 4, where we're commanded in everything we do to do it out of thanksgiving for the grace that He's given us, not not only for what God will give us, but for what He has already given us that should be our motivation he's already given us eternal life what other motivation should there be and yet he continues every day to give us more and more grace to bless us even more sometimes we recognize it sometimes we don't but it's 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 the the the, the, the tension between am i a christian to receive or am I a Christian because I have received? And, and then this leads in to the spectators versus the movers, the followers. Why be a disciple? Verse 25. Jesus doesn't sell this very well. Whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will profit, for, for it will profit a man, what will profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? You know, I find this interesting. When you, when you look at, at Jesus' call to follow him, he doesn't sell it very well uh, on on modern terms, does he? Like, he, he doesn't offer any, any kind of, um, uh, any what we see offered today. In fact, when, when somebody wants to follow him again in Luke 9, he says, Look, you know what? You want to follow me? I got nowhere to lay my head. Uh, you, you gotta take up your cross. They would have understood that in those days. What that meant. He he doesn't sell it very well. He doesn't make it sound like it's all gonna be roses. You know, we make these these grand plans. And we like to tell God our plans. I've even heard it said that if you tell God your plans in faith, he will make all of your hopes and dreams come true, right? I was one of those people. (laughs) And I can tell you, Australia was never in the plans. We have this habit of making our own plans and saying to God, look, God, please, I'll, I'll follow you so long as it's one of these options. But James 1 says, come... That's discipleship. That's, that's following. If the Lord wills. Do we actually mean that when we say that? I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, if, if God wills it, do we actually mean it? I mean, look at the example of scripture. If the Lord wills, right? Mary. Let's look at Mary. She had the whole world ahead of her. Looking forward to her wedding with, with Joseph. A normal life. Do you think it was in her plans and her hopes that she would give birth to the Savior, and even later, as it said, you know, she'll be pierced in her heart, she'll suffer. Do you think that was in her plans? that she should be pregnant, be preg- become pregnant before her wedding, her fiance would consider divorcing her. But she said, "If the Lord wills, and she followed Paul. Another great example. A Hebrew among Hebrews, trained by the top Pharisees, did all the rules and traditions so zealous that he planned to be a punisher of Christians. And God said, no. No, that's that's not where you're going. You're going to be a Christian, a follower of me. He, He didn't give him much of a choice. He knocked him down on the road on the path that he was going. And he said, nah, I'm going to change your direction. You're going to share me. Okay, so to who? He asks. A Hebrews, of course, right? Paul's a Hebrew among Hebrews. Of course, God's going to send him to the Hebrews and send him to the culture that he knows. And he says, no. I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. And I could go on and on and on. I mean, we just, we just looked at Jeremiah. And Jeremiah pleaded with God. And he said, look, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm too young to do this. I don't have the words. But God said, no, that, that's not my plans for you. Here he's, he's saying, look, if you're going to follow me, in our text today, he says this, you got to be willing to go where I go to the cross with no place to lay your head right to the to the cross to give up your life are you willing to go there are you willing to give up your plans and your dreams your comfort your uh, for his plans for you now don't get me wrong you know people will hear this and, and it's funny, whenever I, I give a message like this, people will say, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to get people to go into mission or, or ministry or become pastors or, or go overseas to some... That's not what I'm saying. Day to day, even here, are you willing to give up your, your reputation, your comfort to share Jesus, your style, your uh, crowd that you hang out with—are you willing to give that up to follow him? You know the the disciples—they—they—they they, they actually didn't in until much later. Uh, the apostles—I mean—go into into uh, strange places. When they were with Jesus, they they stayed around Galilee and ventured into Samaria once. Yeah, but. But it was there that they they gave up for him. They followed him. And are you willing to hear his conviction that, like, says your plans may not be my plans, and I might be taking you somewhere else, doing something different? If he says that to you, would you listen? Remember how many times did the disciples argue with Jesus about where they were going, right? They didn't want to go through Samaria. They argued with Jesus. They said, no, let the, we're not going through there. You shouldn't go through there, right? They didn't want to go to Jerusalem. They pleaded with him not to go into Jerusalem. But they still followed him because he led them there. Are we willing to be led? This is what a, a follower of Christ is, and so often when we when we tell people about Jesus or or when we've come to Jesus ourselves, again we, we focus on, on what we do on a Sunday morning. That 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 time for a couple hours and, and then the rest of the week, you know, that, that we're good. But he's leading us always. It's a it's an action. It's not a sitting. Verse 17 uh oh, sorry this comes from 1 Corinthians 7:17 7, says this only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him and Paul says this is my rule in all the churches what an instruction right God has has placed us like again 1 Corinthians 12 that we read that he's he's gifted us he's placed us where where he has for his purpose Not for our own. If we're followers of Him, He has a path for us. He's laid it for us, for His purpose, for His glory, and again, like this text says, assigned to us. Why? Why is all of this the case? We get to the last verse in our reading. For the Son of Man is going to come with His angels in the glory of His Father, and they will repay each person according to what he has done. I won't get into this too much because this is a whole nother sermon. But, but we will all face a, a judgment. There, there, there's there's a judgment that in heaven for for even believers that 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 um, that we stand before Christ and and. And we're rewarded for the things that that we have done in this judgment. Again, that's a whole nother sermon. I'll explain that if you want to know more about that. I'll talk to you about it. But, but why do we why do we follow him? For the Son of Man is is going to come with his angels in glory of his Father because because he's Jesus because of what he's given us because he's victorious over sin and death and he's given us life. And we follow Him because of what He has given us. And so when we look at the body of Christ, as, as we look at what we believe, how we are unified, and, and again, our, 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 our image is, is often what happens here on a Sunday morning. But we're unified in our calling to go. Go. To make disciples, however that might be, however we've been gifted, however we've been called, but our willingness and our call to follow Him. Again, to be a disciple is to follow, and to follow is to move. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as the Psalms say, your your word is, is a light unto our path. And we don't sit down on that path, as tempting as it is to just stop and, and stop moving. Father, lead us, with your Holy Spirit, that he would move us. Teach us where you want us to go, what you want us to do. But let us not become complacent knowing that that you are always moving us, never leaving us where we are, but growing us, transforming us into the image of your Son. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.